Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about minute number 60 of Suicide Squad, which is going to start with um, a lot of the superheroes, supervillains fighting the eyes of the adversary. They're all going to get their moment to shine. Um, but then in the end of the minute, Rick Flagg is being taken away by a few of the eyes of the adversary. Not being killed, just taken. Um, it's going to start with Harley Quinn shooting up some eyes of the adversary. Nate, you said in yesterday's minute she shot her gun three times. Yeah, three times. One, two, three, and the Does last... Does that count this one? Bit it. One, um, no, two. that was... So those are, The that, one on the ground was the was the third. That's the third? Yeah. I'm pretty Four. sure because she did one, two, and then like I think the end of yesterday was the actual third shot, and I think this is still that same third shot. You know what? I'm going to pull up minute 59, and we're going to count. Yeah. We're going to see how many shots she... One, one two, two, three. Oh, yeah, that was three. Four. And then four is the one on the ground, so... Unless she shot one, which That's would four. make... Five. Five. Okay. Um, oh my god. So So she's got one more and we're gonna dirty Harry this situation. So and that's a hand cannon, so obviously the head just explodes. But right after that, we get an eye of the adversary who is literally scaling the wall, mm-hmm. like Lucio style. And it's just wall running. But the part I'm laughing about is how Deadshot immediately turns around. I wish there was a better reference than the Overwatch one that you just said. Man, a lot I'm of people to think play of Overwatch. Other, I'm trying to think you're of the, the other one, one. You're on the wrong side of history. Prince of Persia, I would have been, I would have been elated. I only think about the, the side scrolling Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia had wall scaling. Yeah, that was like a big part of the game. You know what? A lot of people have wall scaling. Yeah. Titanfall, Mirror's Edge, Titanfall. Titanfall had wall scaling. Mm-hmm. Amazing wall scaling. They say that game is still alive. Titanfall? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a really good PvP game. I feel like I should get back into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, a lot of a lot of dudes being shot up, uh, shot out of the sky from Deadshot. This part, I laughed when I first saw it. And so there is a I, the adversary, who's charging at Deadshot, mm-hmm. and literally you'll just hear Will Smith go, hey, as it, like, as it runs by him. Can um, you play the audio for me? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a proper response. Yeah, just like whoa. Get- I don't know what it. Is. There's something. God, it's, Will Smith is an American treasure. He really is. I think that mm-hmm. Will Smith is the greatest actor of our generation, and I don't know if if we can consider actor? him our generation. Greatest because he's actor. Not. Yeah, as in acting, as in as in portrayal, as in mm. as in being an actor. Are you on. saying the greatest celebrity? Maybe he's the greatest celebrity. Yeah, okay. I'll change the word to celebrity. He is the greatest celebrity of our generation. Greatest actor of our generation? I don't know. Does it have to be... Now I'm trying to singleize it. Does our generation have to be born in the years that we were? Or You said generation, in, so you're... I'm thinking of just in like our uh, span of... I, I don't know. I consider Will Smith to be in my generation because I watched Fresh Prince when I was a kid growing up. And I've seen all his But movies. as an actor? Just celebrity. He's the biggest celebrity. Mm-hmm. If he's, I don't know if he's still the top paid 
celebrity. I think The Rock surpassed him this year or something like that. Oh, um, yeah. We, I think so we looked right. it up, a, a, you know, months ago when we were having a conversation about it. But um, Will Smith, again, we, we said it again. You cast Will Smith, you get Will Smith. It's Will Smith playing the character Deadshot. Even his little, oh, mm-hmm. in his Will Smith sense, I believe it. I like that I hear Will Smith's voice. Like I don't there's something calming and familiar about him as an actor that I think the majority of audiences just love and are uh you know, are drawn towards. Yeah, absolutely. They could have in a in a different universe if they had just made this movie uh a deadshot film where he was had you know, it was just him, he had a bomb in his neck and he had to go he was just like an expert tracker, but he was a criminal, so that he had abused in it. It could have worked. There could have been a, a different version of this film where it was just Deadshot, mm-hmm. like Will Smith. Will Smith is charming enough. I guess Bright did that. I guess Bright was like just Will Smith, and like I guess there was no. Was there any other real other big actors in Bright? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't it, watch Bright. Yeah, so. it had that one guy. I can't think of his name, but he was in the ogre makeup. Um, he's been in a lot of other movies too. Um, speaking of makeup, it's a big, uh, big little minute for Killer Croc to get some action, killing eyes of the adversary himself in what we envisioned Killer Croc action would look like. Um, Question mark. I, 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 I no, because he doesn't have a tail. Um, I think he'd be tail whipping more things and like, and I'm like picking them up over his head and throwing them. Uh, in this scene, he just like s- delivers one punch into the face, and the head like explodes. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that he does have that brute strength, mm-hmm. but also in mo- what I'm so if he punched a regular person's head, could it explode like that? Probably, hopefully. I'd, hmm. Scary. These things are tougher. Mm-hmm. They're tougher than the average bear. Yeah, they said they're tougher. They can take a lot of ammunition and damage. And yet, so Killer be, Croc just one punches. He punched one in the head, and the head explodes. Yeah, they're all really taking one bullet and going out. So, uh, I don't Cannon know how is much, pretty powerful. I don't know how much damage these things can take. Um, is any part of the body is considered a headshot because they have eyes everywhere? <laughs> um, but yeah, lo- but a headshot would consider just like boom down and out because it shuts off everything. Your brain's up there. Collect- these things the, don't have, the in my opinion, these things don't have a brain. They might be collective hive mind. Mm-hmm. They're just, they literally are putty monsters with eyeballs, mm-hmm. like a children's Play-Doh monster. Um, and so like Killer Croc is, he's, he's clawing and he's, he's fighting the eyes of the adversary but he's not really doing what I thought Killer Croc would be doing in like action bits where it's like, I guess I expect, well, this also goes back to the design of the characters. I thought he'd be more reptile, more snout, more, more maw. And yeah. so like I'm, I'm grab ex- one, bite its head off. Yeah. Like take another one, pick it up over his yeah. head and throw it, bite the arm off, eat the arm, mm-hmm. eat the, like rip into the neck, like eat this thing mm-hmm. like you are starving yeah eat this thing like that's tear what, more limbs off that's what my director notes would be like this is a piece of meat that you need to attack right now i'm not a piece of meat <laughs> um instead he he does uh some clawing this shot right here where he throws it really far into the windshield does he pick uh, it up over his head uh, no he just kind of go back 
He just kinda, oh yeah, he just kind of tosses. He does it. the same exact. He does like a Super Smash Brothers grab. The Batman, the Superman. Oh, Batman into the, through oh the yeah. Stalls. It's the same thing. I'm sure that's like for stunt work. That's like the safest way to throw someone. Yeah, you grab them by like the belt and like the and you throw them the, laterally and you throw them like that. Um, but then uh, yeah, he, this punch is the weirdest thing because boom, it's like he Captain Falcons him. He falcon punches that guy. It is a smash move. Grab, grab, fist, punch. Like there's almost the the choreography is. Like, it does look like he tears those arm the arms off of that one guy, like Wookie style. Yeah. Boom. Claws yeah. come down. They rip the arms off, and then he pushes them. Mm-hmm. So, um, here's where you get your slow mo shots, Nate. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, so what do we get here? We get, um, this part's weird. The part's weird about, uh... Oh, yeah, we're missing... It's a bunch of... Th- there's a bunch of things going on. So right after the crocodile, it goes into Boomerang getting his beer knocked out of his hand. Classic! <laughs> oh, it's like I'm in a mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> that was my... The eye of the adversary, it literally... It Salem the cat. It's, it's hanging, and it just, like, knocks the beer out of his hand. Like, yeah, that's, it's, like, taunting him. Like, it, come on. That's petty. That's like an actual Power Rangers stunt. Yeah. It's like, hey, wait a minute. And it's like yeah. knocking the beer out of your hand. That to me, that's Party foul. classic Warner Brothers, like Looney Tunes humor where it's like, he just smacked the beer out of your hand. He didn't want to attack yeah. you. He was. <laughs> and like, that's what pisses you off. It's like there that stigma of been, like someone <laughs> getting a beer knocked out of their hand that causes a, a fight. Cane come out of the frame and just like grab the beer away from him or something oh like like apollo theater style or you something think he, you'd look up and bugs bunny is like sitting in like a hammock or something just like there's something yeah. so comedic about the way that they decided he would just have the beer knocked out of his hands and then it drops down and then it now it wants to fight him it's like the same type of flair that people do i get a kick out of it when people um take their shirts off right before they fight I think it's hilarious. Like someone like walking up to someone, knocking their beer out of their hand and then throwing a punch. It's great. It adds flair to it. Someone coming up, ripping their shirt off and then throwing them up. It's like, you didn't need to do that. What is the point of you ripping your shirt off? What is the point of you knocking the beer out of his hand? Um, this is, this would be, it's silly. I guess it's an excuse to get him into the fight. Yeah. And it's, it's like it, it turned for a split second it turned into a bar fight, which is probably what the idea was. Like in order to get Boomerang into his element, he needs to be in a bar fight. Guy's gotta knock his beer out of his hand and then it starts a conflict. Yeah, and now now he's angry enough to fight. Mm-hmm. He knocked a free beer out of his hand that he yeah. got. Um We're seeing a lot of slow motion in this as we as we do some of the I think the slow mo is supposed to enhance the okayest parts of the of the choreography where it's like not so not so enticing how about we just put some flair on it and put in slow motion which doesn't like i said before kind of backfires when we watch the batman warehouse scene that everyone talks about Mm -hmm. uh, there's no slow motion in that because the choreography is so a plus Mm -hmm. super stellar that it's like the choreography itself is the greatest song ever mm-hmm. done. It's amazing. Um, we have some great choreography with Harley Quinn, who's 
not only hitting enemies with her bat, but also dodging things that are coming her way. So mm-hmm. that is cool choreography. But then there's like slow motion in like Captain Boomerang when he decides, I'm going to use my boomerangs, yeah. right? That's who I am. And it's like, okay, that's cool. So they add slow motion to him to make it cooler, but it's just all right. And then that same slow motion shot they show his unicorn falling out of his jacket again. Which means absolutely nothing. Nothing. It means not a damn thing. No. Look, there it is. What is it? And again, it's just like it's supposed to show like, oh, character, <laughs> I guess. Oh. oh, you remember he had the unicorn? Yeah. Like, ooh. Oh, Captain Boomerang. Yeah. I don't know. Pink unicorn. Oh, wow. You guys are so quirky. Yeah. It's like, okay. If that was a decision by whomever Mm -hmm. to put it in the film, you got away with it. I mean, there's nothing we can do now. Like, you got it in the movie. It's there. It's there. Yeah. There's no use of us griping about it now. But at the same time, it's just like one of those like, what? What? Why? Anyway, it's okay to have the pink unicorn. I just thought there was going to be a moment of like, oh, it's really a pipe bomb. Yeah. Like it's something like he was going to like. Someone said a thing last week. It was uh, either Dave or John where they were just like, isn't it? Isn't there money in it? Yeah. We all said that there should have been something in it. Like there should have been something that um, became a surprise. Yeah. like he lost all his boomerangs. He's like going through his jacket. He yeah, only, he only has a pink unicorn. He's, pink he's like, unicorn. oh yeah, I got the pink unicorn. And he cho- shoves it down someone's throat. And it's like it's it. like a bomb or something. Yeah. Like just no one ever thought he that pink unicorn would be anything. Mm-hmm. That would have been money because it would have been like, oh, of course the pink unicorn is is something more than just a pink pink unicorn. Mm-hmm. It is not. So. Um, Harley Quinn's bat makes some wooden sounds. Yeah, you those classic, yeah, cl- yeah, bat bonks. <laughs> bat bonks. Bonk. <laughs> it should have had like that Hanna Barbera like caveman club noise. Uh, the doom. <laughs> like, I really thought the big thug. Went. Yeah. <laughs> Just lean into that. Make yeah. it as silly as possible. Um, you know, it's a fun sound when, um, like, if you hit a guitar on something and it makes that like hollow guitar with the string chords being played like a when someone gets like, in a cartoon of a guitar gets oh, racked guitar- over someone's head bang yeah <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the first time we've tried to put cartoon sound effects in this movie oh it would be absolutely great mm-hmm. if there were Just absolutely um here's where things get weird and interesting as story details rick flag is taken by the eyes of the adversary and like they it's kind of weird that they struggle to to lift him it's almost like they're having a hard time lifting just one body you know if if four people grabbed one person they could easily just lift that dude out and be like all right you're coming with us bye see you later nerds Mm -hmm. um but he is shooting at them taking them out and and at first it seems like this is a good thing this is how they get their way out and so Harley Quinn is enjoying seeing him being taken away and possibly killed. Um, but Deadshot has already put the pieces together. That dude uh, must stay alive. Mm-hmm. And so um, this was our first action piece. Oh, we're not even done with this minute or this scene, really, because we get into some even better parts. Uh, we do get into some really good yeah, parts next it week. It gets even some, better One of my week. favorite parts yeah. next week. 
But so far, this is the start of our first big action piece, an hour into the film. And like I said on Monday, um, if you're not sold yet on the film, this is the do or die part of it, in my opinion. This is the part where either you are now on board for the rest of the show or you're underwhelmed and nothing is going to make your experience any better. Um, But uh, before we wrap up, um, I kind of had like a larger topic that I wanted to talk about, but I didn't want to like say it right too early. But um, as far as the reshoots and stuff in this film, um, I, the reshoots added more action bits to this film. Apparently when this film, what, what David Ayer wanted from the reshoots was to inject it with more action Apparently, it was pretty shallow at first, the film. And mm-hmm. so the reshoots made that better. I don't think... And I'm not talking about the cut. I'm not talking about the editing, the theatrical cut, like the trailer house thing, all that. That's a different topic. What I'm talking about is just the film, the story that they shot originally, and what reshoots were added. I think the reshoots that were added were action bits that made it more of an engaging, maybe more hostile um, um, take. Mm -hmm. The trailer cut is something else. The trailer cut is like, that's what made it seem harder to understand and harder to to know who to care for. Like, which plot is more important, Mm -hmm. which character developments got axed through it all. Um, But the reshoots that they did seemed to add more action. And I think... As far as action goes in this film, it is, in my opinion, pretty enjoyable. Like, I think when we talk about how Suicide Squad is an okay film and we don't mind watching it every now and then, Mm -hmm. the action pieces are the saving grace part of it, or just the characters. I don't know. I'm having a hard time nailing down exactly what makes me enjoy it all the time. But it, it, you know what's weird is... Is people's they want to defend this movie through all the all the takeover that Warner Brothers had done to its own film and and, and Frankensteining it into its final product. It's kind of weird that people defend this film so much when the same thing happens to Justice League, but they don't want to defend that one. Yeah, you ever find that like a little bit weird? Yeah, I don't know if it was supposed. To, maybe Justice League has a bigger um, stigma. Up to them with because it has to be good no because it's justice league Mm. because it is it is it's supposed to be a big film it's the team yeah it's supposed to be like it i think it has like that avengers feel to it yeah so like this was probably like more of like a it got like that underdog style to it where it is the super villains fighting their team you know fighting their battle and so and it's not Batman and Superman. It's more okay to forgive this film for all the flaws mm-hmm. applied to it. Mm-hmm. But it, I think Justice League was on a higher pedestal, held to a higher... But just because it's on a higher pedestal or high, higher... Higher expectation. And anticipation, mm-hmm. then, it's, then for that film, it's okay to criticize studio involvement studio intrusion into into editing the film versus suicide squad which is like 
hey, yeah, I know the studio also messed with this film, but uh, I still like it. And I think it's we because should... of the characters. I think the characters are the saving grace. The char- Well, they're saving graces, and there are some good moments in Justice League. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest one is... Although there could have been more cyborg, like I was gonna say, cyborg, cyborg story to me is, is the, the best biggest, part. Like yeah. I rewatched Justice League because it's the only film I have that really has cyborg mm-hmm. in it, and I love Ray Fisher, so I like watching it. So there are moments of Justice League that I, it's like I watch it and I go, "This is great." I just want more of it. Mm-hmm. And so when we get to talk about Justice League, I'm afraid of what the reaction is gonna be because I don't, I don't know if we'll get this suppose director's cut of um justice league and i wish we could because i'd love to see it and analyze that instead of the theatrical cut but when we have to talk about the theatrical cut of justice league are people going to be upset with us if we criticize the film for the decisions the studio made against the director because we do that with this film and people don't seem to like when we criticize this film but we're not really criticizing this film we're criticizing the studio involvement. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, that's what makes me wonder like what's okay to talk about and what's okay not to in people's eyes. It really doesn't matter because we're going to talk about it anyways, because that's just how we feel. And we're just that open about it. Mm-hmm. And this isn't our podcast to be on a soapbox about why the DC cinematic universe is great we think it's great we continue to defend these films and and we love them because we love them um but yeah it's weird seeing people want to defend this film for the same atrocities that it applied to justice league it's the weirdest thing it's like a it's like a double standard i think it is a double standard yeah i think it is um but that's what i wanted to end this week on because i thought Mm -hmm. i needed to get that off my chest (laughs) good i'm glad you did um but if you guys enjoyed everything you heard you can find us on all social media at dcu minute and the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society you can join us guests on the show and other listeners of the show and uh yeah we'll catch you guys next week for minute number 61 of suicide squad